Welcome to With Maze and Mal, a podcast where two sisters come together to talk about growing up, living life, all while managing a rare chronic illness. We have lots to say and we are finally sharing our stories. We want to acknowledge that we know everyone's experience will look different and everyone's story is valid, so don't think your journey has to look just like ours. We are not medical professionals, so any recommendations we make on here are based on our own experiences and any changes you make to your care should be discussed with your providers. In this episode, we're going to talk about my experience studying abroad in college, but first we want to let you know about some cool stuff that we're working on behind the scenes and things that you can do to help support us and keep this podcast going. One thing we're really excited about is that we finally created a Patreon. So for those who don't know, a Patreon is a way that you can subscribe and pay a small amount each month. And that amount will go towards different things to help us with our podcast, but also get you some cool stuff as well. So for $5 a month, this is a general donation that will help keep our podcast going. This will go towards hosting our podcast, Wi-Fi, and other things that will help us keep bringing you content. For $10 a month, you will get the exclusive video recording of our podcast. So basically me and Maisie on a Zoom call um, and access to bonus content that we are still creating. Could be videos or downloadable things or any other ideas that you have or would like to see. For $20 a month, you now have access to a VIP happy hour with Maze and Mal. Grab your glass of bubbly, cup of coffee, or whatever you want, and join us for a socially distant opportunity to get to know one another. We will send all of our VIP patrons a Zoom link ahead of time, and you can join to ask us questions, chat about your life, and get to know the rest of the Mal and Maze fans. For $30 a month, you will have access to a private one-hour Zoom call a month, with Maze and Mal to get your questions answered and talk about anything you'd rather not share with the whole group. And of course, all of the other benefits from the previous tiers. We'll put the link to our Patreon in our Podbean page. So feel free to check it out and sign up. We've also realized that Halloween is going to look a little bit different this year. And we know we'll both be staying home and we hope you will be too. But we want to get spooky with some of our awesome listeners. We're going to be hosting a Zoom party on Halloween night from 7 to 9 Eastern time. So early enough for you to still um, have some fun on your own, but late enough so, you know, you can get the rest of your day out of the way and just come chill in um, a onesie if you want, which is probably what we're going to do. So you can hang out with us the whole time or pop in for a few minutes just to say hey, but we'll be on there the whole two hours talking about our favorite Halloween memories and sipping on our favorite pumpkin beverages. We'll post our registration link on our social media ahead of time, um, again in our Podbean bio, um, as well as probably on our individual Facebooks, our Instagrams, and our um, collective Instagram for our podcast at With Maze and Mal, so be sure to find us on there. Um, we are going to do a registration link just to make sure that everything stays safe and organized and um, we'll send the Zoom link out to the people who are registered ahead of time and get ready to have some fun. Excellent. So we put out again questions to uh, a call for questions to our awesome Instagram followers 
and we got some great questions. So we're going to do kind of like we've done before, but this episode is really going to be Maisie sharing a lot of her experience and me asking the questions. So let's get into it. So Maisie, I'm excited to hear um, about your experience because I know it's kind of a blur for all of us. So let's start with what made you want to study abroad and what was the process like to make that happen? So I studied abroad, for for the people who don't know, I went to London um, my sophomore year of college, I believe. I think it was second semester of my sophomore year. Um, It was such a blur that I honestly, I'd have to like go back and look at what year. Um, But I really wanted to go to England. I loved the accent and I honestly, that was mostly it. I just wanted to hear people talk. Um, when I, when I was little, I remember we used to watch Spice World, Mel, and I loved, um, I loved the Spice Girls, and I just wanted to meet them or be them or something, um, and then when I got older, I watched British TV shows like Misfits and Skins, and everyone just seemed cooler (laughs) in the UK, um, and that was, that ended up kind of being the case, um, But when I found out that they had the opportunity to do that through my school, I thought that would be kind of a um, well-structured way to get to see some sites and travel and really um, take advantage of an experience that I probably would not have been able to do otherwise. So they, you know, I I knew I would have housing. I knew I would have, um, I wouldn't like get behind in school, but I also wouldn't have to worry about Um, a lot of the responsibility that would come later on in life as um, an adult after college. So um, I got new luggage for Christmas. I did the application process. I attended an orientation. Um, I paid a lot of money. Mom and dad helped pay a lot of money. (laughs) Um, And it it was really like just sort of a once in a lifetime experience. So, you know, money come, money go. And I really wanted um, this opportunity. So we, we sort of just figured it out and made it happen. I remember for Christmas, I got instead of, um, you know, you get money in cards sometimes, and I got um, British pounds. And I was so excited because that was the first time I'd ever seen British money. So I would see it a lot more after that, um, mostly leaving my pocket. But um, <laughs> It was really cool and it was an opportunity to travel um, by myself and only have to be responsible for um, getting myself there. And it was was a really great chance for me to be independent and um, see a different part of the world. That's so cool. And I remember too, you always had like this amazing skill for like drawing the British flag and like painting it on your nails. So that is, it definitely started with the Spice Girls for sure. So this was a really cool question um, that someone had. After your time in the UK, were there any cultural aspects that they had there that you would bring back to the US? Um, I liked that the drinking age was lower (laughs) as a college student. Um, But I think one thing that was really, really cool about being in that part of the world was how easy it was to travel to different parts of the world. So I feel like in the US, um, we're, it's, it's kind of hard to get to different parts, if that makes sense. Like we can't, 
I mean, we can probably drive to Canada. It might take a few hours, but like we can't get on a train and go to a different country. You know, like it's, um, we're a lot more spread out here. And in England, we could take a train to um, Paris. We could get on a plane ride that was, you know, a couple hours and be in Italy. We took a train to Ireland. Um, so the countries are much smaller, so it's easier to get from one to another um, much more quickly. And we really took advantage of that. So every week, not every weekend, but um, we would plan little weekend getaways. I went to Dublin. I went to Edinburgh, Scotland. I went to Rome. Um, and I went to Paris. And then we were based in London, of course. So um, we also went to, uh, what is it, Arendelle, which I also think is the town in Frozen. It wasn't that, um, but that was where mom studied abroad when she was in school. And it was this tiny, tiny town. Um, and so we could, we took a train there and just spent the day there. Um, and I got to see where my mom studied in college. So that was, that was really cool. So it was just easy to get to like, different places and have a lot of different experiences without having to, um, you know, spend all day on a plane or anything like that. So that was something that was really cool. As far as like cultural norms though, it's kind of, it's kind of similar. Like it wasn't, I don't know, it felt like being in Boston kind of, I wouldn't just like, people were nice enough. They weren't, I don't know. It was, it was pretty similar. So yeah. That's awesome that you got to experience so many different places. So I'm going to add kind of another question based on that. So of all the places that you visited while you were abroad, what was your favorite? I loved Italy and I loved Ireland. They were, um, Scotland was fun too. In Scotland, we stayed in another really small town and ended up taking the train, I think, back into um, Edinburgh, which is like the big touristy area. Um, but we stayed in a tiny city called Perth. And um, we ended up going to a bar and the bartender let us like try scotch, which none of us ever had. He gave us like a candy that everybody loved there. Like it was very homey. Um, so that was really sweet. But Italy and Ireland were just the most um, memorable, I guess. Like in Dublin, we went to the Guinness storehouse and we got to see how Guinness was made and we got to pour from like the, the Guinness tap um, and we got to learn how to pour it. And it was just, it was so, so cool. We lived off of Guinness for like three days. Um, very safe, very healthy. And then Italy, the architecture was just beautiful. So we saw the um, Trevi Fountain, we saw the Colosseum, we saw just everything. And it was so beautiful and so um, historical. It was, I, I just loved it. And I remember it rained a lot, but it was so warm that we didn't care. And that was the only place that we had been to where it was actually warm, <laughs> which was nice. Um, and again, we went to we were looking for somewhere to eat and we found this like buffet, but it was like this Italian grandma's like house, but it was also a restaurant. It was so bizarre. So, um, and of course we got like a huge plate of pasta and like all of that. And then another night we went 
to the Trevi Fountain all lit up and we found this little cafe and I got, I just wanted an iced coffee and they didn't have like, like Dunkin' Donuts was not a thing where we were, <laughs> um, but I ordered, they had it and I ordered it and it was like a double shot glass of like espresso and I was like, oh my God, like there's no cream or sugar or anything. Didn't need it. It was the best coffee I had ever tasted in my entire life. It was so like, that's what stands out in my head. And then we got um, gelato and like, it was just so like, it was like the Lizzie McGuire movie. And I was just like, this is what dreams are made of, you know? So I, those were the two that I really, really loved. And I remember in Dublin, we were walking out of the liquor store because of course we were. And we saw two rainbows just across the sky. And I was like, that's so Irish. I love it. So it was just like, those were the two like most memorable. The other, the other trips were fun. Um, but those two definitely like have the happiest memories in my head. That's awesome. That sounds amazing. And for those who don't know, rainbows are very symbolic in our family and usually mean that things are good and you're where you're supposed to be. So little, little side note. So a lot of the questions we got uh, were about navigating things in another country. So that will be, you know, a lot of what we kind of want to hear about. And the first question was, what about accessibility? Were there any accessibility struggles or how would you say that the accessibility was compared to the U.S.? So obviously I, it's worth noting that I don't have the same um, mobility challenges that like you and Owen might deal with. Um, but it was definitely like noticeable, I guess. Um, a lot of the streets were cobblestone. A lot of the buildings were very like historical in their architecture. Um, and there were a lot of times where I was like, oh, like this would suck in a wheelchair. Um, just because that is the lens that I view things through now. Um, so I, I think that is worth noting, um, even if it didn't necessarily affect me personally, I definitely, um, it, it would not have been uh, necessarily easy to navigate. Same with like public transit, like um, I'm, I couldn't tell you how many buses were um, wheelchair accessible. I'm sure that was not um, something that was thought of. Same with the tube, like I don't know where the elevators are to get to the tube. Like I thought of all of those things and um, you and your experience in Boston and having to know what stops were, um, were safe for you to get off on and, and things like that. So um, like I said, while it didn't necessarily affect me, it was definitely in the back of my mind and it was not uh, great. <laughs> um, and this, I think this kind of leads to the other questions that people have asked, but I think the trickiest thing was not necessarily being in England, but um, traveling there, if that makes sense. So like getting all of my med supplies, um, making sure I, like I had to get blood work done there, which was a weird racket and not easy. I don't know. It was just like, I couldn't just hop on a plane, you know, and be like, I'm going to England today. It was a lot of planning and a lot of preparation um, on my parents' behalf, on my behalf, um, on the behalf of the people who um, worked for the program that I was studying abroad with. So um, it was definitely, it took a village, you know. 
So can you talk more about that? Like, what was it like navigating healthcare in that country? And what were some of the differences? How did you get your medical supplies? Like, I think that was, you know, really the bulk of what I remember of some of those differences and, and you having to navigate that. So initially I asked my um, GI specialist, like, is this possible? Is this safe? Can I do this? And he actually knew of a um, gastroenterologist in the UK that was relatively close to where I was going to be, I think, like had I needed to um, get or see a medical professional right away, like it, it could have happened. Um, but I basically... <laughs> I basically just like prayed nothing went wrong the entire time. Um, so if I remember right, and I know mom and dad would know more about this side of things because I was just on the receiving end, but I think they shipped it. They So like my delivery came and then they shipped it to the lady who ran the study abroad program. So had she just been like, sorry about it. Like, I'm not doing that for you. I couldn't, I, I don't think I could have gone, like maybe we could have figured something out, but she literally brought my box of fluids and supplies to me like every single week. And it was nice because I got to see her and she was super sweet. And she also brought me um, Campbell's chicken noodle soup because she used to travel back and forth to the US and I couldn't, I couldn't find it. They didn't have it. And so she brought me like a can of um, Campbell's homestyle chicken noodle soup. And I was like, that is so sweet. Um, but the other thing was I couldn't get my actual TPN because it couldn't, it wouldn't stay cold that long for all of the um, like processing and packaging and customs and all of that. Like it would have, it wouldn't have been good by the time it got to me. So there was another um, IV fluid that I got that had a longer shelf life. It didn't have to be refrigerated and um, it would basically like do the trick but I wasn't, that was the other thing. And I, I will kind of talk about that more later, but um, I didn't feel good for most of my time abroad because I don't think I was getting everything that I needed. Um, I also lost like 15 pounds and never gained it back. So like, that's fine. But <laughs> um, yeah, it was, I had to be really, um, I guess, mindful of like how I was feeling because I wasn't I wasn't getting everything I needed. So um, at one point I had to, like I said, I had to get blood work. And I think had I lived there, like had I been a resident there, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Um, but being, you know, it, it was hard enough to like figure out how to get to town. Um, but having to figure out how to navigate the medical system there as somebody from another country. I didn't have all the pieces in place. And they were like, that'll be a hundred bucks. And I, I don't, I don't know if I ever paid it, honestly, <laughs> but don't tell anyone that. Um, so yeah, I just, I didn't feel good. I wasn't really getting everything that I needed, but it was fine. It was, you know, it kept me alive basically. Um, and it was easy enough to travel with, so I could, you know, do a weekend away or something. Um, yeah, I, I would I would honestly like to know, maybe mom and dad can like comment on this or something and let me know what it was like on their side. Um, but it was tough. It was really tough. And there were some days where I was just so exhausted 
and didn't feel well. And I never adjusted to the time change. So I was up at like five in the morning and sleeping until like two. <laughs> um, so that, that part was tough. It was worth it, but it wasn't um, easy, I guess. Yeah. Thanks for sharing all that. And I, I think it's so eye-opening too, because like you and I talk about a lot, we do these things and, you know, from what people see on social media, I think, you know, you made it look easy. You made it look, you know, really fun. And I'm glad that you had those experiences and had so much fun, but it's important for people to know what goes into that, you know, and what our limitations really are. Like I've, I've never been out of the country and, you know, we were talking about a potential trip pre COVID and even still, you know, I, I don't know if that is something that would be possible for us in terms of the medical side. So it's, it's so great that you're willing to share your experience and, and that others can learn from it. So aside from the medical piece, people wanted to know, what was your housing like? What about school, classes, you know, the, the reason you were there, I guess we could say. <laughs> So I, oh my God, <laughs> I remember getting there and we were part of this huge study abroad program and I was by myself. I was the only one from my school um, and I ended up meeting people and making friends really fast and I'm still friends with a lot of them today. So that was really cool. Um, but we got off the plane and we met in the airport and we waited in the airport for like four hours waiting for the whole group. And then we took a bus to where we would be staying. And our school was um, not in like central London. It was on like the outskirts of London. Um, and I'm pretty sure there was a bullet hole in the chicken place on the corner. I don't know if I ever told you guys that. <laughs> but oh my God. Pretty indicative of where we were. Great. Um, it was fine. And uh, so we got there and we didn't have anything. So it, it was so, it's so wild looking back. I don't know how I did it. So um, they had like a boxed lunch for us at like 4 p.m. or something. I don't even remember what time it was. And they, we were staying in suites. So we had like um, a kitchenette and like a little living area. And then there was like a hallway of um, rooms, like dorm rooms. Um, and my dorm room was fine. It had like a little built-in desk area. Um, it had a private bathroom, which I loved. It was so sweet. But I remember the shower was just the whole bathroom. Like you walked in and there was like a shower. And I think there was like a curtain that went that kind of separated it from the toilet and the sink area, but there was no like step in. It was just floor and drain. So that was, that was weird. Um, the toilet was weird too, but I got used to that. Um, but yeah, so we, they all just kind of, they just kind of like dropped us and they were like, oh, if you need like pots and pans, you can buy this kit for like 200 pounds or something. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'll have ramen and I'll buy a bowl from the dollar store. So, was there like furniture? Yeah. Yeah. So we had like a bed. We didn't have bedding. We had to get bedding. Um, that was a nightmare. There's a video somewhere of me and um, one of my study abroad friends who I met there trying to put a duvet in a duvet cover. 
I'll, I'll see if I can find it and ask her if I can post it because it is the funniest shit I've ever seen. We were like, what? we just need a blanket. Like, why are there so many pieces? And we were like in the duvet cover at one point. I still can't do that. I gave up on duvets a long time ago. So I just, oh my God. I failed Wait, that piece of adulting, I guess. They didn't tell us like how to get groceries, like where to find cooking utensils. Like they were like, oh yeah, there's a grocery store like a half an hour away on the buses. So you go like load up on everything you need and then you have to take the bus back. And I was just like, this is crazy. So I think at one point, we ended up getting a friend of ours, like a flatmate of ours, um, to bring us to, is it Asda? I think it was Asda. It was like the grocery store. I wanted to say Aldi, but that's here. Um, and yeah, to like buy us like pots and pans and stuff. And it was just like, we were like, okay, we're, you know, 19. We've never done this before. We got to do this. <laughs> so I think that was like, it was crazy and oh and then we had sorry my brain is going in a million different directions because I haven't thought about this in like years um they had like a welcome dinner and we were like yes dinner haven't eaten in like 18 hours we are starving and there was like a plate of like four appetizers and one of them was like chicken on a skewer and the other one was like a cracker and I was like this is not we're starving (laughs) So that sucked. That was just awful. Um, But the actual, once I got settled, um, the actual school was stunning. Like, I'll see if I could find some pictures and post them, like, in the description of this episode, because it was literally, like, something out of Harry Potter. Like, it was beautiful. The buildings were beautiful. The grounds were so well-maintained. And I got to experience, like, most of the seasons there because I got there and it was like kind of the end of fall so I got a little bit of fall and then you know snowfall and um and then spring finally when I ended up leaving and it was it did rain a lot it was very gloomy a lot of the time um but I was kind of into it like it was kind of the vibe while I was there um so yeah and the uh oh the classes which is why I went um (laughs) I took a psychology class, which was a big lecture, um, which was new for me because my school at home was so small and like intimate and the classes were really small. Um, So I had to kind of get used to that. I took a media class, um, which was fine. It was pretty interesting. We talked about like propaganda and seeing like what was going on like in that country was really fascinating. And then I took a theater class and we basically just got to travel around London and see plays. And it was, that one was really cool. We got to see the Globe Theater. Um, We got to see um, just a bunch of like weird plays that like I wouldn't have sought out otherwise. Um, I also saw The Lion King in the West End and I saw Great Expectations just by myself. I just bought a ticket and went to a play by myself, which was the coolest thing I've ever done because um, I love Great Expectations and I want to be Miss Havisham when I grow up. Um, she's the one who like her husband left her and she just like never changed out of her wedding dress and her wedding cake got like all moldy and stuff. And then she took these two kids and like 
made the boy like fall in love with the girl and the girl was like, I'm just going to ruin your life. And I was like, I love this play. Um, but yeah, so it was, those were really cool. I wasn't sure if my credits were going to transfer at one point. So that was concerning. Um, but it ended up, it ended up working out and, um, I was, I was okay enough with my credits at home that I graduated on time and everything. So, um, if you are looking to study abroad, double check that, triple check that, because <laughs> it's no fun if you have to come home and do another semester. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was kind of like the, the living, the living side of things. Awesome. That's, that's so amazing that you did all that. It, how long were you there? Forever. <laughs> no, I think like, it was like, I only think it was like five months. It was like December. No, I left in January and I came home in May. It was only five months. It felt like forever. It did. It really did. I was very homesick for a lot of it because like I, I just love my family so much. <laughs> and I was like experiencing all of these amazing, wonderful things that like, I know I'm never going to get to see again. And I just wanted the people that I loved the most to get to experience it with me. Um, plus always being exhausted and a little bit sick was like, I just, you know, I just want my mommy sometimes. <laughs> um, but it was cool. And I think it really helped me find my independence and prove to myself what I am truly capable of. Um, having to navigate an airport in French and Italian and Gaelic um, and having to basically furnish, not furnish, but like buy all the things I needed to cook and sleep and um, get around a city in a completely different country. Like I, I proved to myself that I could do it. I couldn't have done it without, you know, my support system back home. But in the moment, like I did it, you know, so that was really cool. Yeah, I think I think for sure, like, I always think about like when you came back and you would come visit us in Boston, I would be like, okay, she's taking the bus, like text me like every step of the way. And then Owen would be like, Mal, she lived in another country. And I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, she's fine. She's fine. Because in my head, like, you know, you're still my baby sister who I'm like, okay, she's taking the bus. We got this. But I think it really did, you know, give you such a leg up on living independently and like from the healthcare transition side of things, thinking about things in, in such a different way that other people just haven't had to do. So I know you talked about, you know, sort of all of this, but just in, in a quick sentence, what would you say was the best part and the worst part of your experience? So the best part was definitely... I don't know, like having that experience, like meeting new people, traveling by myself, um, getting to play tourist and just see all of these sites that I have seen in movies and, you know, TV shows and being like, hey, I was there. Um, making memories, like, you know, going out with friends. Um, I it's, it's honestly kind of funny because I think studying abroad where the drinking age was younger, I kind of got some of my yayas out while I was there. And then when I came back and all my friends started turning 21, I was like, I did that. I'm tired. Like, no, <laughs> I just want to drink wine and color. <laughs> um, so that was really like, I remember um, they used to do, they used to like, the school would put on like events where there were like cash bars. And I was like, okay. Um, but it, it was just really fun to like make those memories and going back through all my Facebook photos and being like, oh my God, remember that night? And, um, 
seeing all the different countries and things like that. So I think the best part was just doing it, like having that experience under my belt. Um, and the people, the people that I met, definitely. Um, the, I think the worst part was being away from my family, honestly, being away from my school and you <laughs> and my parents. Um, and, and honestly being 19 and having to navigate such big obstacles is a little bit crazy. Like it was exhausting at times. Um, the other thing was the um, Boston Marathon happened when I was there and I couldn't, I couldn't just text you. I didn't have international um, phone capabilities at that point. Um, I had like my English phone where I could like text and make a few phone calls and I had my iPhone at the time, which I could only use when I was on Wi-Fi and use like Skype and FaceTime or whatever. Um, so I couldn't just pick up my phone and call, you know? Um, I know there were other things going on in on this side of the world too during that time. Um, but that was that was the hardest, like not being able to just text mom and be like, hey, I miss you, like, guess, look where I am, that sort of thing. So um, we had to like find, you know, have Wi-Fi in the hostels that we stayed in. And um, I remember being in, there was like a little library. I think it was, I think it was the one we stayed in in Ireland. There was a little library with Wi-Fi and I was like Facebook messaging somebody and it was like the most normal thing that I had felt like I had done was just being able to like communicate back and forth with somebody at home. Um, so that was, that was the toughest part. Um, and I, I, I remember in the moment being like, I'm going to regret being this upset about this at certain times because I was just so exhausted and so um, homesick. But I do feel how I knew I would feel now, if that makes sense. Like I knew I would look back and be like, I'm so glad I did this. And I am. I really am. So, yeah. So, so to wrap up and like finish everything, you know, without thinking about the current like travel situation if everything was you know the way it was at that time would you do it again yes yes I absolutely would the independence I gained the people I met um the the sights and things that I saw um it was definitely worth it so I think like if someone were to listen to this what I would want them to take away from it is that it's, if you want something bad enough, it's not, it might not be easy, um, but definitely like explore all of your options and, um, you know, reach out to the people who, you know, are in your support system, talk to your providers and say, you know, this is a goal of mine. I know people have done it. Can you help me make this happen? Um, and, you know, like we always say, it's not a matter of if we can do something, but you know, how we're going to do it. So I just, I don't want people to, I don't want people to think it was easy. Um, and it, it definitely wasn't, but I also don't want people to think it's um, impossible or to feel like they can't do certain things because of what they've got going on. So yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of what I took away from it and what I hope other people take away from it too. So Thank you so much for sharing your experience. I, this has been so, it's been fun for me to hear about because, 
you know, I think everything was so crazy at that time that we never really sat down and were like, so how was it? Um, so it was great for me to hear all that too. So moving forward, um, as we wrap up this episode, I do want to let folks know. So we've been spending a lot of time talking about our experiences and sort of going on a timeline and we'll continue to talk about those things. There's so much more to cover, but we also are going to take a break from that and sort of mix things up with episodes where we just do kind of a check-in and talk about how we're doing and things that are going on in our lives right now. The world is such a crazy place. There's a lot of things that, you know, we know you all are feeling and hearing about. And so we do want to talk about those things. We're also going to start having some guests on to hear about other cool things that people in our lives are doing and um, different ways to, to support people. So we are really excited about everything we have coming up. We're so grateful for all of you for tuning in, for being a part of this journey, and we hope you love what we have to come. So with that, everybody, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.